Hi, everyone. Welcome to Survive HR. I'm Kelly Shive. I'm joined here by my co-host. Co-host. Hey, this is Steve Nail. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I am good. Um, so, so this is a little bit of a different podcast for us, Steve. And I thought I a lot all of different, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, first of all, you and I are by ourselves, right? So we haven't recorded a podcast just you and I in a long time. Um, you and I are by ourselves, um, and it's it's almost intentional because it's a it's a different podcast. It's a it's a we're talking about something that is not necessarily HR focused, but absolutely HR focused at the same time. So I want to, I want to, I thought a lot about this podcast, a lot, a lot about this podcast. I've thought about how we start the podcast, how I get my message across, how I, how Steve and I talk about this topic. And the topic is purpose. And the topic is purpose as an HR person and purpose as a leader. And that's not an easy topic to talk about. But let me tell you, let me tell you a little bit about myself. This is, this podcast is different because this podcast is extremely vulnerable for me. And I don't know if it will be for Steve, but it depends on his level of vulnerability today. But this is a very vulnerable podcast for me. And this is why. So, so next Thursday, which is the 30th of July, I have an appointment. I have an appointment with a doctor um, to do a scan of my pancreas. And I have this appointment every year. Every year I do this and I've done it for, this will be my fourth pancreas scan. And I do this because I carry a genetic mutation that causes cancer and it causes pancreatic cancer specifically. And every year since I found out about this mutation, I have been able to go into my scan with kind of an understanding that no matter what happened at the end of the scan, even if they told me that I had pancreatic cancer, it was going to be okay because my brother had pancreatic cancer and he was alive and he was winning the battle against pancreatic cancer. So every year I'd go to sleep and they put this scope down my throat, best sleep ever. And I'd wake up and they would, they would thankfully very much tell me your pancreas is perfect. Go home. We'll see you in a year. But I always knew in the back of my head, even if it's not, even if it's not okay, even if they tell me there's a tumor or there's cancer, I could, I'm going to be fine because my brother, Tom, he's fine. He's okay. He's winning. And this year's different. This year for me is very different because in December, my brother died. My brother died of pancreatic cancer. And this is where I cry. Um, but so I'm going into this scan on Thursday and I'm thinking to myself, not only that I'm going into the scan in a COVID world, so I'm going by myself. Normally I kind of have this like team of people who come with me and are like my champion. So I'm going into the scan very much alone very much knowing that my brother wasn't okay. So very much knowing that if something is wrong with my pancreas, my fate arguably is solidified. And, and I say that, and so, so it, it leads you to think, right? When you're essentially faced with mortality um, every single time, 
you have one of these scans, it leads you to question, why am I doing anything that I do? While my brother was winning his cancer battle, it was like, okay, well, that's just a bump we have to cross. That's just a hurdle. And he died young, right? So it was just something we had to cross. It was just something we had to do to get to the other side. And there wasn't another side for him. So I think about me and I think about why it is that God chose to keep me here and not him. And mind you, Tom and I were 14 months apart. So I'm the same age he was when he died. And why it is that, why, you know, why it is that I do everything I do. And Steve, one of the reasons I wanted to record this episode with just you and I is I remember a portion of your book. I remember a portion of your book where you were, you were dealing with cancer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And um, that, that was, you know, I, fortunately for me, I mean, at that point I had um, prostate cancer and at that point they didn't know if it spreads, it's, it's more about, um, you know, it's more about keeping the person comfortable and helping them. But if it spreads outside uh, your prostate, you, well, you will, you will eventually die, probably a bone cancer or something like that. Because that's where it generally jumps. And at a, when I found out I had it, uh, we had to get through some tests because we didn't know if it had spread. And I remember that was a very, uh, it was a very lonely time in a sense for me from a spiritual perspective because I kept basically, um, I guess in a sense, crying out to God, but more, uh, more, it was more like in prayer, like, where are you, God? You know, why, why don't I feel any kind of a presence? I mean, I feel like I've kind of been abandoned by you. And, and, and I was, and I'm, one night I was praying that, and as I did this, it was like a voice in the, it was not an audible voice. It was, it was a, like I was in a spiritual sense, this voice came to me and, and, um, uh, right as I was saying it, I mean, I hadn't even finished saying it. And it said, and, and the voice said, why don't you trust me? And that was, and at that point, I felt a perfect peace. Um, I did not know whether it had spread. They thought it could have spread to my, to my, um, into my bones at that point. And, um, but as soon as I heard that, I knew that God was with me that no matter whether I lived or I died um, or what the situation was going to be, that I was going to be okay. I mean, that's all I needed was just the word, just, just, the, just to know that, that God was with me and that he had not abandoned me. So that, that, and fortunately it had not spread. I found out a few weeks later that after some tests and things, I had to have some uh, skull piece of my skull taken out and a whole lot of tests and other things uh, that it had not um, spread. And so now 13, no, 14 years later, I'm still alive, uh, thankfully. But, you know, there's, like you said, in Tom's situation and many, many situations, that's not the, that's not the case. Life is very fragile and it makes, it makes living with a purpose all the more important. And I think when you go through things like this, I think you going through this with Tom, me going through this personally, I mean, it really makes you, ref you reflect quite a bit and think about, 
you know, what am I doing? I mean, is this really what I should be doing? And am, am I really, I mean, what's purpose all about? What is it that I'm, I should be doing? You know, time is limited and time is very, very short. I mean, no matter if we live to be, you know, as my grandmother did, she lived until last year, she was 106 years old when she died. But still, that's a very short period of time in the span of things. It's a long life in human terms, but in the, in the span of things, you just don't know. I just had a nephew that passed away at 22, uh, what, three months ago now. And, you, you know, it's completely unexpected. You just don't know. It mean, you, know, you need to be, have a purpose and focus, and that purpose, you know, you need that, that purpose to, um, I think, be part of your work life, your personal life you know, your being uh, to, to, to make you feel fulfilled and, and, uh, and, and basically keep you, um, keep you stimulated. So when, when Tom died, we had his service and, um, it was, there were some eulogies read at his service. And then it was like, almost like open mic night. <laughs> we left the mic open and, we said to everyone, hey, if, if you guys want to say something about my brother or Tom, you know, this is your opportunity. And people just kept coming. People just kept coming. And they kept walking up to the microphone. And I, my son was asleep on my chest at this point, And I was sitting next to his wife. And she looked at me. She's like, when do we cut this off? This doesn't just happen. And I was like, what's sad to me about that is he didn't even know. He didn't even know the impact. You know, people were talking about the impact that he had on their lives and just this significant, significant impact. And just some of the stories that were coming out, Tom didn't even know. And, you know, for, for me, I, I believe he heard it from heaven and was smiling from heaven, but he, he didn't even know. And, and, you know, so taking this to like a leadership perspective, because you know, this is a business podcast. Um, I, I think about that and I think about my scan and I think about you, Steve, and what you wrote. And I think about what it is, what it is that we do as HR professional, as an HR professionals and as, as leaders, every single day, every single day that impacts someone's life and how often we get caught up in our own busy and forget that our purpose is not about us. Our purpose is about what we do for others. And I think about this podcast and what it is that this podcast was intended to do and why it is that we started this podcast, Steve, and it was it's intended for others, right? So, so I guess my challenge to our listeners, all of our listeners, be you an HR professional or be you a you know, leader or business professional or just a, just a human, so pretty much that's everybody, right? Um, is what's, why are you here and how do you get to impact other people's lives with what you do? At the end of the day, what a blessing, what, a, what an incredible blessing that his, my brother's funeral turned into an open mic night of his, of his blessing. What do you do every single day 
every single day, HR folks, I'm talking to you, leaders, I'm talking to you. What do you do every single day that impacts someone? I hope this podcast impacts someone. I hope this podcast makes someone sit back and think, wait, instead of going and being ugly with someone, let me take a step back and give them a bit of grace. Instead of going into a disciplined conversation, quick and hurried, let me sit down and ask someone, how are you? How are you doing? Let me help you. Um, and that's, I mean, how much better a world would we be in if that's, that's the reality that we lived? And unfortunately, I mean, for, unfortunately and very fortunately, I kind of get a shot in the arm once a year where they say, death is coming for you. We don't know when, but it's coming for you. And people forget that. And as a result, they live their life in crazy busy. And they live their life in crazy non-purpose. So I challenge you, I challenge you all, what is your purpose and how are you living that life? So at the end of the day, you have an open mic night, just like my brother did. Yeah, I think it's, 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 it makes really good points, Kelly, because some, so many times, um, one, you know, we, I think it's people we focus, humans, you know, they tend to focus on themselves. They look inwardly instead of outwardly. And I think one of the, the real keys to happiness and, and finding your purpose is to look outside yourself and look to others. And to your point, you know, take every day as a blessing and, and, in, in you, and, and, and understand that when, you, when you're talking and interacting with people, I mean, I've had people that several, you know, it could be 10 or 20 in my life, 20 or 30 years later, you know, people write me or say, hey, do you remember this? It's really meant a lot to me. I have no clue. I don't remember anything about the conversation. I don't remember it happening. But it apparently had quite an impact on somebody else or meant something to them. Um, because of the way I interacted with them, the words I, I used with them. I mean, we don't know what the impact we have. But, you know, when we get up every day, maybe we need to, you know, and one of the things I, I do and a lot of people do is, you know, I, ref, I try to reflect, you know, I have some quiet time. And, you know, I don't try to engage in, in every single moment of my time in busyness like we occupy ourselves with and time just flies by. But, I mean, I sit back, I kind of, you know, you can call it, ref, you know, reflection time or, or uh, prayer time, meditation. People call it different things. But, I mean, you just kind of sit back and reflect about, okay, you know, get your head right for the day because every day is important. And to your point, you may not have as many, nearly as many days as you think you have. Yeah. Make and them every, count. Yeah, and every single day is an opportunity to impact someone's life and be kind and ask them how they're doing and just, you know, you could be, and I think about it from like an HR perspective, just because kind of that's the space I live in, but from a leadership perspective in general, like we have, we have a gift every single day and HR people forget this often. There is a gift given to us and kind of like we've been anointed these care, these people who care for people. And we just, which is really funny because we just did a podcast on finance and our finance person's like, you're not the people care. We're like, but, but we are right. So we, our job is to care about people. 
And I, I think about a conversation I, I literally just had an hour ago with an employee where, you know, you have an opportunity to kind of pour into them, you know, light, right? You get to shine your light on people. And, and I, I hope that the interactions I have with people, I hope I remember to do that because I am the number one person who will occupy myself and busy and forget the people around me and that my job, my number one job is to impact those people. So send a text, send a message, make a phone call, tell someone you love them, tell someone you care about them, hug your kids, have a meeting where you start the meeting by just asking someone how they are. Show people that you're invested in them because I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Like that's what it's all about. Yeah, and I think the, you know, the, the thing that people, I can guarantee you that there are many, many people that are going to listen to this podcast that, that lie to themselves every day. They lie to themselves about what's going to, you know, what they should be doing, uh, what their purpose is, uh, what, you know, what they want in life, all these things, because really it's, you know, we've got these, you know, society puts this, um, puts these impressions on us, you know, the American dream, you know, we've got to have a great job. We've got to have a nice home. We've got to have nice cars. We've got to have, you know, a spouse, a children, a picket fence, all that sort of thing, or whatever the American dream is. And then you hear about them every day. They're completely miserable. I mean, they're completely miserable. I used to lie to myself all the time and tell myself that that's, you know, these are the kinds of things that make you happy when it's really not. I mean, it, you know, real permanent validation comes from within a person. And you're going to know you have that when you don't let others' uh, opinions or what they think really affect you. You know within yourself that you're happy, that you're doing what you you're, you should be doing, that you're interacting the way you should be interacting, and that, that what you have or don't have is enough. I mean, because it's not really about all those other things extraneous things it's about it's about what's inside what's going on in you and then how and in your interactions with other people yeah yeah absolutely absolutely all right so i've been sniffling obviously because this was a very emotional podcast for me and i'm grateful we did it right i'm grateful we did it because as an hr podcast we tend to focus on kind of all the things hr and you know the laws and the COVID and like, you know, that's all we do is we talk about all of these very practical things. When I think what we need to do some, Steve, is you and I just need to level set and have a conversation with each other and our hundreds and hundreds of listeners where we're having a conversation about what it is that we're, what it is that we're really meant to do while we're here. You know, what lives can we impact? And we're in the people impact business. Like, that's a gift. That's a gift. Don't, don't let it go to waste. Um, so with that, I'm going to sign off. Mr. Nail, would you like to say your final closing words? Thank you for listening to this very un-Kelly and Steve podcast. We didn't argue. We, we didn't argue. I mean, this is a huge one. Um, but, uh, but we appreciate all of you. And if you like our podcast, please rate us and, uh, and like us and follow us. Yes, and uh, Kelly, thanks. I know it was, this was a difficult podcast, but it's one that you know we both thought was necessary to get out there. So, 
Thank you for that. I hope it um, positively uh, impacts some of our listeners. And I do want to thank you for for co-hosting with me. We know we've almost been going to this. It won't be long before we celebrate our year. We'll have to figure out some big celebration to do. But it's you know, and fifty episodes and in quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Throw up it. But uh, you know, we couldn't do it without Hangsworth Singer Boyd, and we appreciate them, and we'll have them on. I'm sure in the not too distant future uh, to talk to us because there's got there's lots of things going on legally as well. But again, thanks. It was a good a good show, and I appreciate your vulnerability and sharing. Thanks, guys. Thank you.